When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They've got another offer every football fan should jump on right now. New customers that use the code PHNX to sign up can bet just $1 on any NFL game this week and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point, which is pretty much a guarantee. So you might as well sign up and use the code PHNX. Hey, Johnny, how are you? I'm good. Cheerson, how are you? Gearing up for your big trip to Cleveland? Yeah, I'm going to have to pack. We're all done here. Are you, did, are you laying off the energy drinks tonight? I, I am, yeah. So when we're, we're, when we're in studio with Frank, I have to <laughs> meet his, his energy level, right? Especially when you're there and Saul's there. So I yeah, I get an energy drink. It's not healthy, I know. I get the kind that are zero sugar. They're still like terrible for you, but I try to be better about that. I don't drink pop or anything, but on occasion, ah, I do now that's a energy. word they don't say out here, Johnny. They don't. What do they say? Soda. I, Soda. I grew up in the Midwest, as you did, I, and it was pop where I came from. Yeah, I got made fun of when I came here to go to Arizona State. They, <clears throat> I literally thought it was kids thought it was just absolutely hilarious that I said the word pop. They're like, "What is that, pop?" I'm like, "Yeah, what's soda?" <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I never heard it until we moved out here regularly. Now. Too funny. All right. So we've got a showdown between two former Oklahoma quarterbacks this weekend, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. But there's some drama down in Norman where they came from between two quarterbacks. And a student, it's been trending today, a student reporter broke the news that freshman quarterback um, Caleb Williams with got more or the majority of snaps with the first team in practice than Spencer Rattler because everybody yeah. was wondering what was going to happen this weekend. So a student reporter went to a public building nearby, used binoculars, and Jeez. was able to look over the field and see who was practicing with the ones who was practicing with the backups and reported not only did this this student report that but then right. they went as far as to get quotes from spencer rattler who is a local guy he graduated from pinnacle high school uh got quotes from mike rattler his dad wow. about right now he's you know focused on this team but we'll see what happens in terms of whether or not he's going to stay here or go to the nfl and also talk to his quarterbacks coach Mike Giovando, who I've had the pleasure of interviewing multiple times, he's sort of a quarterback guru here, uh, and got quotes from him as well. So he did his due diligence. So he gets an A in, in journalism 101. Is that that's what the end result has to be? I got to give the kid props. Uh, it was a big deal because it's pretty big news, especially with a football program like that. I mean, fans yeah. in, a, in, a, in a market like that, fans hang on. I mean, who, who's going to be the starting quarterback is like a huge deal. My only thing is I was like, I thought it was funny. And then I was like, oh, props to this kid. Or there might have been a couple yeah. of kids that were working on the story. But then I was like, okay, if that was closed practice, because I, I couldn't find out whether or not it was closed practice. If that's closed practice, be, it's right? a huge no-no. You can't do that. No. They probably need to up their security in Oklahoma. They have the funds to add a couple more security guards. But, I mean, like that's great on the part of the, the, the student that is not news to people who watched Spencer Rattler this year, though. I the, the younger kid was clearly the better player. He rallied the team against Texas. Spencer Rattler, to me, is more of a just a name now. And I, I get it. He's from this area. He's a big deal. He, I think, more concerned about playing football at the next level than embracing his Oklahoma roots. And, and right now it looks like he's weighing whether or not to transfer or go into the NFL draft, which would be a terrible decision on his part. But 
No, every, I mean, that's, I, I, I understand that if you're Lincoln Riley, it's like, Hey, I don't need this kind of flag from my own university. I got to worry about it from everybody else. But the well, Spencer speaking Rattler of that, Lincoln Riley, which is almost the, the, the best, the most comical part of the whole thing, I suppose. Yeah. Is Lincoln Riley canceled all media availabilities for the rest of the week because of it. He didn't, they didn't come out and say that it was because of it, but you can kind of put two and two together. And so yeah. it really, this like the student just really caused a lot of chaos out there. It's, he it's did. An interesting Caleb story. Wilson deserves to start though. So I have no problem with it. All right, let's move on to the battle between former Sooner quarterbacks, again, Baker Mayfield yep. and Kyler Murray going up against each other. Let's start out with Baker Mayfield's comments on going up against Kyler and what he had to say about the kind of friend he is. We'll, we'll put it that way. Okay. Oh, kind of razz each other back and forth during the offseason, keep in touch every once in a while. And um, it's just a, it's a healthy relationship for us. And, you know, he's a great friend of mine. Is there always going to be a, like a, a little bit of an extra layer, something special when you guys meet? With him, there's always something. You know, there's always a little bit of trash talk. Uh, we see each other quite often in the off season, and um, you know, like I said, he might show it differently, but behind closed doors, he is quite the trash talker. So, uh, don't let him fool you. Is it uh, is it radio silence between you guys this week? No, nah, we'll, we'll definitely catch up. I'm sure I'll hear it later in this week. Kyler Murray, maybe more of a trash talker than we thought. Surprising, because after Sunday's game, when we were asking him about. Uh, San Francisco mocking his baby Yoda pose at midfield. He kind of dismissed it. He's like, yeah, we weren't playing that well at the time. So they definitely had an opportunity to earn that. But then he did mention that subsequently right after that happened, they went down and, and essentially put the game away with the Hopkins touchdown. But that's that's interesting. I know, you know, they're close in the, the dynamic of like every Nissan Heisman commercial. They're like in a car together. <laughs> so they probably do spend a fair amount of time together and they have some some good natural chemistry. I, I'm sure if you're Baker Mayfield, you probably thought that, yes, you were going to go number one or be a top three to five pick. I don't know if he saw this coming. I'd be anxious to hear from Baker if he saw this coming from Kyler Murray, who was his backup, but didn't have an opportunity to play much at all during uh, Baker Mayfield's final year at Oklahoma. And then for Kyler Murray to, I mean, he's the bigger star between the two. I think that's the elephant in the room. Baker Mayfield is still trying to coax his own organization to giving him a, a max extension. Whereas Kyler Murray, I mean, they'll conclude the season, knock on wood, and Michael Bidwell essentially have a blank check for him. They're they're in very different positions. But as far as their as their relationship goes, I mean, Kyler's one and zero against them. They played weirdly two years ago, and theoretically, you should have a three year gap based on when you play out of conference divisions and and that kind of thing. But it's but it's because it's of that seventeenth game this year, right? Right. Yeah, it's that new kooky week seventeen. So the Cardinals have to draw a team, I think, that is one of the most complete in all football. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, um, Kyler kind of showed how much of a trash talker he is today. So uh, I'll play the bite and then we'll discuss because there's now a uh, a bigger storyline to the word Raz. So you noticed that Baker used the word Raz. Well, yeah. Kyler was asked if they Raz each other. And here's his response. And I don't know if he's just shit talking the person who asked it or shit talking okay. Baker or what the deal is with this, but here's what he had to say. It's fun. It's always fun when we get to um, get together and, and, and do those things. Those are always fun. You guys, uh, do you guys each other at all? <laughs> Raz? Was that was ever a word? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh, Raz. Um, yeah, no, every time we're, yeah, we razz each other for sure. Yeah, yeah all the time, all the time. Kind okay, of smart so he, ass, isn't it? He just didn't know. He just didn't know that Baker said that, or he just, I mean, I've never heard the word razz. So I'll give that. You never heard that word? Somebody's razzing you? I guess it's a. I don't want to get in trouble. It's a boomer term. It comes from like that generation. You razz somebody, you, you joke with them, you, you, you know, you play, play on their expense or something like that. Um, so, you know, with all due respect to fellow Cardinal media, I mean, like Kyler, of course, is not going to know what that word is. Um, but I'm sure they do. I'm sure they joke around with each other. They're, they're buddies. Right. But 
That's hilarious. That's I it was just literally like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what that word is. I don't know. The only thing that that pops up when I Google Raz is that it's a form of like hate like not it's not extreme hazing, but it's like you're you're kidding around with somebody. I'm yeah, it's somebody. like a poker term. I'm not even gonna get into it because I don't know poker. Raz is a poker term. That's what comes up and like that's it. It's not commonly used. Oh, heckle. There you go. Heckle. The example, the fans razzed the visiting players. But that's not even how I would characterize it normally. (laughs) Like you razz somebody. If I go and I razz you in the studio on, on Friday or whatever, I'm, I'm kidding around. I'm making fun of Applebee's. I'm doing that kind of thing. That's, that's what razz means. (laughs) That's a good example. We're blowing shit to Frank because of his, you know, his attire, whatever he's got going on that day, his, his pink hat or something like that. That's what razz is. Do you think that either quarterback has anything more on the line in a game like this where they both come from, you know, big time, the same big time program, one's younger than the other, both Heisman winners? Both number one picks. I think the microscope continues to be on Baker much more than Kyler Murray. Baker Mayfield, again, is going to play on that fifth-year franchise tag, by all accounts. He's watched his peer in his draft class, Josh Allen, be extended. We're seeing what Lamar's doing right now, and he's going to be extended, right? Um, If not, you know, in the immediate future. That's who Baker Mayfield is compared to. It's not Josh Rosen, right? It's not really Sam Darnold. They're not on their same teams anymore. So Baker's the outlier, and what makes matters worse is he was picked before all those guys. Picked before Josh Allen, picked before Lamar Jackson. If that, that draft has a redo... Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen go one, two in some combination. Baker does not go first overall. And I think a lot of people assumed at that time that Baker Mayfield was not worthy of the first overall pick. That came out like the day of and people were surprised. Right. And so Kyler Murray, it was destined for him to come here really since Kip Kingsbury was hired. It was common knowledge at the combine of that February in 2019. He was going to be a Cardinal Baker Mayfield to me. I think that where the criticism is, is, he is a he's a good quarterback. He's probably steady between like 10 to 15 on a given Sunday. And that can win you a lot of games in the NFL. Antithesis of somebody like a Kirk Cousins, right? But he's also playing on a very modest rookie contract, even for a number one pick. And so when they eventually do have to pay him, you're going to see the ma- the deterioration of the roster. Same with the Cardinals eventually when they play Kyler or when they pay Kyler. The difference is, is we feel comfortable that Kyler Murray eventually can carry this team um, past sometimes a marginal level roster where you can't fill it with stars and free agents and pay big money. Baker Mayfield, I think the question is, can he do that long term? What does that have anything to do with this season? Probably nothing, but I think the, you know, you look at a Justin Herbert or a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, he's just not on that level. But I do think that Cleveland has put together maybe a top one to two roster in the NFL. And so a lot of people just look at him like a like a placeholder, right? Like, hey, if you don't screw this up, the Browns can have a lot of success. But well, as far as this time, compared ahead. to quarterbacks that they've had in the past, right. and they've had a lot in the past. He's That's better true. than just a placeholder. And I'll say yep. this, knowing from a, knowing from experience, because I am from the Cleveland area and grew up a grew up a Browns fan. Yeah. He's getting a lot of flack this week because of the loss to the Chargers, although he, you know, like I mean, their offense scored 42 points. The Does defense, he play linebacker too? I don't. Yeah, the defense gave up 47 points. So I don't know what more you could have done. But one thing that I would say for a city like Cleveland, one thing people don't take into account is quarterbacks that are willing to buy in on the city. Cleveland's yeah. not historically they the franchise in and of itself was not one, and it, they've they've had some success in the last couple of years, was not one that you wanted to play for. And Cleveland isn't a city that you necessarily want to live in. And so I, when 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 Baker was drafted, you know, I know a, a lot of people that were, uh, they kind of felt like he was Johnny Manziel 2.0. And yeah. um, I think he's proved that he's definitely not that, you know, obviously. But he also has bought in on the city. And I think that's hard to find. And so I think Browns fans should be, and honestly, I have seen more. I think it's more coming from the media than it is from fans and people that are actually sure. in Cleveland. But Browns fans should be uh, thrilled with what they have in Baker because 
you're not going to get every quarterback, especially not a first rounder that's going to be sold out for the city of Cleveland. Yeah, I just think it's more so where he was drafted, who was drafted against the fact that this team is Super Bowl primed at every other position. I mean, he's got four touchdown passes on the year in five games with a loaded roster. Kyler Murray did that week one. So it, when you are under the microscope of a big time organization in terms of the city and the culture in Cleveland, and they're always in the news and you go up against the Steelers and you go up against the Ravens. And those are marquee blue blood franchise in the NFL. Like you're going to get nitpicked. It's not the same if you're in Jacksonville, it's not the same if you're in, in Houston. Right. And so I, at the end of the day, I, I think he's a good player that was probably overdrafted that maybe has to overcompensate certain things that happened in Oklahoma, you know, running away from the police, the police video, the maturity stuff. I mean, he banged on the medical staff not too long ago, had a down sophomore season last year or two years ago. He, he's trying to overcome a lot, but I mean, he's, he's very capable. It just go, comes down to, okay, what does he do come January? Assuming they make the playoffs, which you think they will. And then what kind of contract can they come to terms with? But I mean, like, I think he's got a distinct advantage this Sunday, just given where his roster is compared to Kyler Murray's. I apologize. I have a, a dog that's handing a monkey head to I know me what's <laughs> and wants me to play and uh, un- unplugged my computer for a second there from the wall. So, <laughs> uh, But if I put he's, him in his... Cr- dog when, you, when you leave, are you, is he going to have a place to go? He's going to grandma and grandpa's house. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Grandma and grandpa... Hey, man, love love the weekends with the grandparents. I'm sure he'll enjoy that. <laughs> uh, yes, but anyway, he's uh, a he human. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if I put him in his crate, he'll bark. So it's just like you just got to kind of like hope that he sleeps. And if he's awake, then you got to deal with it. <laughs> we He needs a Zoom setup, and we'll just get him on the show. And then we'll get my two-year-old in here, and it'll just be a complete <laughs> shit show. And we can, we can talk cards browns this weekend then get their input. There you go. The Frankie and Newman show. I love it. That's right. All right. So the Cardinals are three-point underdogs. Uh, Johnny, you let me know that it is the third time this year that they're a road underdog, um, mm-hmm. which is no surprise. It's hard to win on the road in the National Football League. So uh, we talked about it yesterday, but do you still feel like this is a a, a fair um, – help me out here. Is it Would it be like a line? Yes, fair line. Absolutely. Fair line. Yeah, you're totally okay. right. Uh, I do, and I would think that – goodness is this game maybe gets closer. I think that line might go up in Cleveland's favor. I mean, Kyler Murray, we're going to talk about it. His shoulder injury report. What does that mean? We've got some injuries, got some guys out uh, Cleveland by all accounts. And, you know, I should mention Baker Mayfield's playing with an injury right now. So it's, yeah, they've got a lot of probably- guys that are banged up on their side too. So we're going to, yeah. we're going to get into that as well. Yeah. Um, so I think the line could could fluctuate from like three. It started at two and a half. Now it's at three. Maybe it gets up to four. But I would be I would stay away from it. I would I would go more on the over under like we talked about yesterday, um, which I think is still relatively reasonable. I would take the over in this game. I think there's going to be a ton of points. Cardinals are going to put back to back offensive performances like we saw Sunday. Well, if you're feeling the same amount of confidence in the Cardinals like Johnny is, remember you can use the code PHNX to sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app at a dollar on any NFL game. Uh, And if either team scores a point, then you get $100 in free bets. So that is a no-brainer. As always, 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And before we move on, uh, we've got a new promo for our members Buy any Cardinals shirt, get one 50% off. So there you go. There is your chance to get both of the Cardinals themed shirts that we have on our website, the rise up red sea. And my favorite, just because I don't know, what is that? Like a classic kind of look. I don't know what, I don't even know how to describe it, but I love the, the Cardinals sitting on top of the football. That's my favorite one. Because it's probably something you never see in Arizona, right? I don't think there are Cardinals here. They would probably die of heat exhaustion just being perched up on a football. So, yeah, I, I like that shirt, too. I like the Kyler look. I, I Fair warning, I have both of them. I'm going to rock both of them when they are oh, shipped nice. out to, to where I live here in Maricopa, which will probably take you know upwards of uh, several months because we're uh, isolated out here. But, no, in all seriousness, they're fantastic. Uh, check out the Members Deal of the Week. 
you're a member, we got deals every week. It's not just this week. It's every week moving forward into the season and beyond. Man, the Suns gear is flying off the shelf. I'm digging all the Coyote stuff. I told you I already bought one of each of the Collegian shirts. So uh, people are rocking them on Twitter. We love to see that. The soft fabric. Load up on PHNX gear, and we'll help you out by giving you some money off. If you saw Michaela posting to her social media, she was wearing the Suns-themed shirt, and she looked so cute. The medium is sold out, and so I'm just ah. like refreshing my page every time. See, I can't. You know, they don't even hook up your boy here. I just I gotta I gotta wait in line with everybody else because I'm a team player. So you don't want to see me rock a medium on air and then a large <laughs> swimming in. So a medium. I'll just wait. <laughs> yeah, I need a medium. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on to the injuries. Uh, we got the news that we were expecting to get on tight end Max Williams. Unfortunately, he's been placed on IR and his season is over. He took to Twitter to say this. I just want to say thank you to everyone who has reached out with support. Your thoughts and prayers mean more to me and my family than words can explain. This is just a speed bump, not a roadblock for my career. Looking forward to being back and stronger next year. So, uh, you hate to see it, but we've had a few days to be able to come to terms with it because we we figured with the way that the injury looked and the way that he was carted off the field on Sunday, that was probably going to be the case. Yeah, it's unfortunate uh, when it happened. Anytime the cart comes out and everybody huddles around that person, I mean, you just assume the worst, hope for the best. And I wanted to hold off on any kind of snap judgments. We, we, we tried to keep it high level when we met yesterday, but Put out an article this morning, shameless plug, go phnx.com, about essentially how the Cardinals can, you know, overcome or how they must, you know, pivot at this time. Go read the article. It's got some good stuff, but basically what they should do to address the position. But it it is not a snap judgment kind of move that they have to make. They're, they're bringing in guys. They signed Richard Rodgers, former Eagle of the practice squad. That reminds me kind of like what they did with Prince Mukamara last year, where it's like, let's get him here. Let's get him embedded in our culture. Let's get him caught up on the playbook. See what happens. Maybe he can contribute, you know, down the line. Uh, I think that probably a move to be made um, in the next three to four weeks. The trading deadline is early November. The problem is, Cherson, is there are teams right now that think they're in it that probably won't be in it, right? And so can't really gauge the market outside of two or three teams, considering that you know maybe they're more apt to hang on to players right now. So as far as this Sunday goes. Good news is Daryl Daniels is back. He missed last week because of uh, COVID, either contact or a positive COVID test. He's going to start uh, and has been with this team for some time, since 2018, 16, I believe, so the entire Kingsbury era. So they're, they'll make do right now, um, but as far as getting to where they hope to be, I mean, replacing Max Williams and all he brought to this team, especially from a receiving standpoint this year, which is not something he's historically done, I mean, it's a, it's a major blow. Yeah, I think the Cardinals probably have their list of guys that they'd like to go after. And there's just kind of a situation where you wait and see which guys will actually be available based on how their teams are performing near the deadline. So some other news that we learned today. Um, well, Frank is is no longer a suspect in Jordan Phillips' disappearance because he's back. Miraculously, we don't know what he was suffering from, if anything, but he he's back. He's, he's off IR. He's back with a back, I guess, because it was a back injury. Supposedly that got leaked out on Twitter this afternoon. I, I don't buy it. Um, listen, he came into camp in shape, I, I guess, and then had a mysterious injury and then disappeared. Right. So it's good news. I did not. I color me surprised, color me wrong. I've told you on this program and others that I didn't think he'd be back with the club. I had it on some source information. They were kind of stashing him on the IR. You were so convinced that he would never suit up. I had a conspiracy theory going. It was just strange, bizarre. I mean, the guy's making eight figures this year. He's just not around. No one knows. Uh, so he's back this week. Now, the caveat is he's activated to practice. Will he play this Sunday? Have he not practiced for several weeks? I, I'm not sure. I would be hesitant to rush him back into a game snap judgment after just activating him. I think, and we'll talk about Rodney Hudson too, I think the plan is go into Cleveland with what you have. Next weekend, you play a Houston team that, let's call it like we see, it's not very good, right? Looking ahead to that, I believe, October 28th Thursday night game, which yep. we have. We got some yep. plan, which is exciting. 
get him ready for that game if you if you if you want to do that. I'm I'm worried that if he's not ready, you throw him out there this weekend, he gets injured again, right? So you you're five and zero. You can slow play a couple things now. There's not the sense of urgency that's facing, let's say, Seattle or San Francisco. Yeah, I would say no way would he play on Sunday. That's just my opinion. I don't think they're going to do that to him. But you did mention Rodney Hudson. So no Rodney Hudson, the star center that has really been the difference maker for the Cardinals offense this year. Um, He is week to week and he will not be available on Sunday. So that is a huge blow to me that it might be the biggest blow if you're talking about Chandler Jones, um, and yeah. he was also uh, – it was confirmed that he did test positive for COVID-19, and he has symptoms. So it wasn't going to be – I think we were we were maybe thinking of, like, best-case scenario. Maybe he tested but didn't have any symptoms, or, you know, you could always have, like, a false negative or something like that. And so I think before we talked to Cliff, we were kind of hoping for best-case scenario. Um, maybe there would still be a chance that he would be uh, good to go on Sunday, but that's not the case um, he he's not going to be able to play Sunday. You're right. Hudson's the bigger loss because it directly affects Kyler Murray. Uh, as much as I love Chandler Jones, and, and he was phenomenal Sunday along with J.J. Watt, I mean, Kyler Murray right now is a little banged up. We'll talk about that. And not having your all-pro center is not ideal. Now, Cleveland's front seven, while very good, is not specifically a defensive tackle the same as what you saw with San Francisco. Armstead and Reeder for San Francisco, I think, are better players than Malik Jackson and Malik McDowell, both of whom are banged up right now. Cleveland is is relatively average up the middle of their defense. Where they're very good is Miles Garrett's probably the best defender going in the NFL. It's not named Aaron Donald. He plays edge rusher, and then you've got Clowney um, and Tack McKinley on the other side. So it's a big game for Kelvin Beecham and DJ Humphreys again. Um, Max Garcia give him credit, played really well in that fourth quarter. And yeah. they put points on the board with him. And they put away the Niners with him at center. I've said, you know, for the last 72 hours since this happened, you can get through one to two ab- game absence with, with Rodney Hudson, without Rodney Hudson. But it's like if it was a prolonged injury, if we're talking seeping into November, December, that's when you really start to feel the effects of it. So I, I'm happy that let's just let him recover Rib injuries typically heal relatively quickly if they're not broken. We did a Google search the other day, and it was like six weeks if it's broken. Well, it's not broken. We're we're not doctors, but we play some on this podcast. Uh, I think he'll be okay. And again, just like Jordan Phillips, getting ready for that Packer game on Thursday. I, I don't have I don't have that source. I don't know that. But if I had to guess, it's like okay, you go with what you have this weekend, and and everybody like for instance, people are asking me if Chandler had had a false negative, would he would he start on Sunday? I'm like, no, because the game plan is gonna be inputted all this game plan's being inputted right now. So whether it's Dennis Garnett or Devon Kennard or JJ Watt on the edge, he's getting filled in right now. And so even if he was active, it would probably be sparingly. The guys they're going with right now are the ones with the ones in practice, if that makes sense. So you get your game plan ready to go. The team has quality depth. I mean they've got depth at edge rusher. Devon Kennard's making a lot of money, right? And he has not he's probably underperformed has underperformed big game for him max garcia former fourth round pick they signed last year he he didn't play because he was hurt big game for him so they are capable and they can win this game but you're going to really see the testament to this roster that steve kind built and i think we're going to see just how serious or not serious i mean he's playing but Kyler Murray suffered uh, a right shoulder injury on Sunday, and so he was limited in practice today. I mean, obviously he's going to be good to go, but we'll have to keep an eye on whether or not that bothers him. Um, did he have yeah. the same injury last year? You know, Pro Football Talk, I, I read the article today by, it wasn't Mike Florio, one of their other writers, basically confirming it is the same injury he suffered last November. But I also remember his lower body was banged up. That was to me. Yeah, that was the one that was more talked about. Right, because you couldn't move around. And so I saw Kyler Murray still move around fairly functional on Sunday after, you know, he was working it out on the sideline. I I assumed, we talked about on the postgame show, it was going to tighten up after the game Monday and Tuesday. That's probably what this is. Um, Now, do I think it changes their game plan? That's a a different discussion. Maybe they're more likely to run the ball this this weekend with James Conner and Chase Edmonds. But – I don't think he'll be hampered 
Um, and I, I know that it's imperative for them to protect him because we saw it Sunday. Like he gets dinged up. He's not Justin Herbert, right? He's not Josh Allen. He can't run around like Trey Lance, who now coincidentally is hurt. It's 5'10", 5'10 and a half maybe. Um, they need to keep him upright. And he's very usually very consistent with sliding and, and giving himself up. There were just a couple instances, and, and Frank did a great job on our show yesterday, of him trying to escape the pocket, not pushing the ball upfield, not working his way up the pocket. And I, I'm sure that's a point of emphasis for Kingsbury this week. Yeah, some of the same stuff that he did last year. Uh, and I think he's probably well aware of everything that he's doing. Uh, yeah. Tell me if you're nervous at all about anything else uh, that came out on the practice report. Because, again, we are very cautious of, of a Wednesday – did I say practice report? Yeah. Uh, injury report. Um, very cautious of a Wednesday injury report. But the guys that did not play in- include uh, – or did not practice include Jordan Hicks with a toe injury. Hopkins had some sort of illness. Rodney Hudson – did not practice Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson, both did not practice um, uh, Corey Peters, but he's, he's good to go. And then Tanner Vallejo did not practice with a hand injury. So that's just the did not practice portion of the injury report for uh, the Cardinals. Uh, Marco Wilson, Byron Murphy. I saw we're doing some sideline stuff uh, tomorrow and Friday will be big for them. If they yeah. are out those next two days, are not going to play. I think, one or both will play. Marco Wilson was close to playing last weekend. Byron Murphy, obviously, is a better player. You, you'd want either or. Uh, and then also, Vallejo plays inside linebacker. I think the plan is now they've activated seventh-round pick James Wiggins, and so you could see him take on those duties, special teams. Zayvon Collins going to continue to play a lot. Uh, probably what was with the starters today with Isaiah Simmons, so you've got insurance there with Jordan Hicks. Uh, but Tanner Vallejo being out means it's James Wiggins time, but I, they'll, their front seven for the most part outside of Chandler Jones is intact. And that's what you're going to need to lean on again against Cleveland. Speaking of Cleveland, some notable uh, guys on their injury report include both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Neither practice today. Um, Jadavian Clowney, their defensive end did not practice um, and let me see if there's any, and David Najoku, their tight end did not practice. So those are some notable names, um, on their injury report. Again, it could be a similar situation where a little banged up, but they'll all be good to go. Oh, Miles Garrett also. Okay. I didn't see him. Miles Garrett defensive end. So they've got two defensive ends and they've got both their running backs that did not practice today. So, so basically all their best players didn't practice. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. The Cardinals so- would be. Uh, very fortunate if any one of those players didn't play. We'll see what happens. The most important being Garrett. I mean, but Chubb might be number two. He's fantastic. Big week for the Cardinals to be able to wrap up and tackle. Uh, and they did better in the second half against San Francisco's running game. But to me, I, if you're if you're the offense, and I know they're missing Ronnie Hudson, you got to be licking your chops after what Justin Herbert did last week. It's a big bounce back week for this offense. The defense for Cleveland, they've lost some pieces in the secondary. But – the Browns are just much more controlled than whatever the hell we saw from San Francisco's offense, which was just like throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks and let this, you know, 21 year old run around. That was not, you know, 2021 conventional offense. They want to work off of that being Cleveland play action. They want to run the ball. They want to hit their tight end and stride and Joku Hooper. Austin Hooper is a good player. So it, the Cardinals are going to have to play really well to win this game. I know that's like super hot take Johnny, but like th- this will be, their most difficult game to date, given the circumstances and the opponents. I agree. Cliff Kingsbury said that earlier in the week, although, you know, sometimes you don't know what's coach speak and what's not, but I, I think truly, I think this is going to be their most difficult test. Um, Sean said, how about Gardeck? So I think he was asking about whether or not we're going to see him in, in Sunday's matchup. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll definitely have a role. This is going to be his third week back, so you would feel pretty good about him getting his sea legs and and feeling good about being in a rotation. I just think that we're going to see the same kind of front we saw last week. So it was a a combination of a 4-3 and a 3-3, the three inside linebackers and then three to four defensive linemen. Watt's going to play edge. He played edge last week. I would expect that to continue. So then you've got Marcus Golden probably playing on the other side to start the game. I mean, they've they've got so much defensive talent. They're sixth in the NFL in scoring. Like, 
you can survive a game without Chandler Jones, but can you survive a game without Jones and Marco Wilson and Byron Murphy? That's, mm-hmm. that's the question against a really good offense that that'll be the test. But I mean, maybe this is in a weird way, like Chandler Jones needs to take a second and, and get his, get his, um, get back into whatever he needs to, to, to get back to what he was week one. I, I want to say like, get back into shape, but like, and it's not good that he has COVID. I don't want him to have COVID, but like, take a, take a week off, you know, and then we'll see you for Houston. Wait, why do you think that's a good thing? Well, because he hasn't had a sack since week one. He's got one sack. All, he's you got haven't had any sack, sack in four weeks, so take a week off. Just don't practice. Don't do anything. Be sick, and I think it's going to be good for you. That it came out wrong. You're right. It, it did not. It was like my comment yesterday about Cliff and coming from a military family. I'm good for one. Just <laughs> atrocious. Take one week. Chandler, we love you. We hope you, you hope you come back healthy and, and and ready to go just as soon as you're ready. And in, in, in your defense, you've made like. 50 great comments this entire oh, thank you. today. Thank um, you. That was just one that was just a little off the mark, but well, hey, hang on a second. <laughs> Let me just try job. to justify it real quick. He's got, so dating back to week one last year, he's got sacks in two games and he's played like maybe 10 games. That's at some point it becomes a pattern. It's not just, you know, a flash in the pan. So he was fantastic Sunday, but what, the Cardinals just have a hard time. They get pressure. They just have a hard time wrapping up. They're one of the lowest rated tackling teams via pro football focus, especially sacking quarterbacks. So they got to figure that out because I mean, it's pressures are great, but if it doesn't result in negative yardage and negative plays, I mean, what good is it? I'm just saying, I don't know that like sitting an entire week, it, it like without injury or anything, just like saying like, what if you just sit a week, maybe you'll do better. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that will like light a fire. Maybe, Maybe he'll just all of a sudden. I'm just being dumb. I don't know. He's probably doesn't feel getting well. Getting more sacks. <laughs> all right. Figured I, on tape this week during my isolation period. I am still jealous of something that happened over the weekend. Somebody cashing in on over forty thousand dollars because they hit on a fifteen pick parlay. It's still Ooh. like burned in my brain. Like, oh my gosh. That could be me if I stick with it this could be. thing. <laughs> got to spend money to make money. That's what, that's what I'm going to tell you. You got to dabble as much as you can. And the more often you gamble, the, the more likely it is that you win. That's how odds work. As crazy as it sounds. I so know. And this my, person only put down $25, which is the most insane part of it all. Well, what's funny is that if you're new to this gambling scene, which many of you are, and you use the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you use that promo code, you get hundred free dollars worth of bets if you just bet one dollar. Yeah, and the idea is with the same game parlay, the more you combine, more bets you combine, the bigger payout you're going to get. So, hence the over forty thousand dollar payout because there were fifteen. I mean, that's really hard to hit. But hey, kudos to that person. And um, I don't know. I'll have to start thinking of what I'm going to combine for a same game parlay this week. You know what's fun? A, kind of a fun life hack with DraftKings is when you're married like me and you use all of your promotions, you just go to your wife and you're like, hey, I need your phone. I'm going to download this app and I'm going to gamble through you now to get more free money. So if you haven't had a chance to take advantage of your spouse or your significant other Whoa. yet, go, go and do that because they have to have an email and social security number and all that good stuff. So don't share that online, but just a little tip. Everybody should have the app on their phone, even husbands and wives who don't necessarily gamble. And girlfriends and boyfriends and all that stuff. I have another good tip for you if you're if you so inclined. Would love to hear it. <laughs> so uh, I'm really enjoying. I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm really enjoying using my lawnmower 4.0 via Manscape.com. Manscape.com promo code same one PHNX. You get 20% off site wide, free shipping. The lawnmower 4.0 is how I get taken care of. So I'm camera ready for you America here on all of our live streams and podcasts. Uh, you know, I'm five, six full blooded Italian man. I got nose coming out of my, or uh, hair coming out of my nose and my ears. My eyebrows are out of control. You know, sometimes my arm hair is crazy. You and, nose you know, coming look, out of your face. Oh my God. <laughs> look like Robin Williams half the time. So I got this lawnmower and it just does its job. I don't get rid of everything clearly, but I look presentable for society. And if that's what you're interested in, now that hopefully people are getting back out and they're socializing, they're taking their masks off when it's appropriate, use manscaped.com, promo code PHNX, 
site-wide, you get 20% off and free shipping. I mean, we're just dishing out deals left and right. I'm like Steve Nash, Cheerson, you're like Mari Stoudemire underneath. And my son's uh, lingo's outdated, so I'm going to get yelled at by <laughs> Gerald and everybody else, but... Yeah, I people here in Arizona still resonate with those analogies. I like. I it. know who Devin Booker is. I'm not just a football guy, but <laughs> do you know who Chris Paul is and DeAndre Ayton is? I, I do, of course, of course. Come on. All right. There's an off season for the Cardinals. I can focus on the other great Valley sports teams we have here, and you should too. Just making sure. And yes, I left off a lot of names, a lot of great names on the Phoenix Suns roster. We just don't have time to get into that because this is a Cardinals podcast. All right, let's move into Bird Gang Blitz Mailbag. So we asked you what you would like to know. Uh, First question came from KV23. Is it time to consider extending Cliff? Hmm. Wow. How the tables have turned here yeah, in uh, the Red Sea. Well, 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 KB. Um, I would say let's talk after the season's over. Is as, as basic as I can put it. If he gets into the playoffs, extension. Uh, I have no problem with that. You look at some of these other dumpster fire coaches in the NFL, like the Joe Judges of the world. Cardinals, if if he gets to the playoffs, which knock on wood looks like they're in that direction, he'll have one losing season in three years. He'll be well over 500. And he'll be trending upwards. So I would say hell yes to that. I'm surprised you didn't use Kyle Shanahan as your example. I can, you know, I can only beat up on the poor guy so often. They're they're they got their own issues. We can just talk about them later. <laughs> there are a lot of NFL coaches with a lot of issues going on right now. Um, so it's I true. would say yes, the Cardinals are very lucky to have their head coach be Cliff Kingsbury. But I also think that they should pump the brakes, wait till the season is over. I mean, there are still a lot of football, a lot of games left to be played, and uh, they're for sure going to have to make the postseason in order for that to even be a consideration. So we we shall see. Agreed. All right. Luke Nye says, who are the Cardinals going to miss most this week against Cleveland? I, I accidentally already answered this question a little bit early. Or, uh, Hudson, Max, or Murphy slash Marco. So we do not know that uh, if Mar- Mur- Byron Murphy or um, Marco Wilson, they're, if they're going to play. So that's not a surefire thing. Um, but if you were to ask me, even if they were surefire uh, scratches, that's I would say play. it would probably be Hudson still. Agreed. Um, Robert Offwood looks good. Number one corner, uh, their second and third stringers played admirably. Cleveland, their receiving core outside of Odell Beckham is banged up. Jarvis Landry's not playing. Donovan Peoples-Jones is a nice player. But Cardinals have multi-dimensional corners, defensive backs, Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons. They can get by another week. Uh, you, you'd hate to see it. You'd love at least one of those guys to go. And, you know, I love Max Williams. But, I mean, a lot of people view tight end as a luxury position as it is. Rodney Hudson was the centerpiece of the offseason outside of J.J. Watt. Third-round pick you sent to the L.A. or the Vegas Raiders, and and he's made such a big difference in the short term, so hopefully they can get him back, but that's by far the biggest one. We agree. All right. Um, Bear Down Steven says... Read the rest I, of that. Read, read the rest of that. Would you think I was not going to? No, I thought you were going to run, jump to the question. I was oh, I didn't even look at that. Oh, bear down, Steve, craft beer, chugging with the fellas. <laughs> there you go. That's one heck of a name. All right. So uh, he says, uh, I feel like Chandler Jones at times sells out too much in the past that it has hurt the run defense at times. Will having a more balanced player take Jones' spot benefit the run defense more than the loss of the focus of the Browns' O-line always being on Jones being taken away? Johnny? Well, bear down, Steve Craftbeer chugging with the fellas. I <laughs> I like where your head is because I think that um, Chandler against the run has been pretty marginal this year. So if you're thinking about, okay, let's set the tone on early downs with somebody that's more stout. I agree with that. I just don't know that the Cardinals have that player on the roster. So I would say probably not. Devon Kennard has not been good this year. And if they're playing more of a 4-3 front, he's not a defensive end. Now, Zach Allen's interesting. 
because he played really well last week. Might have been his best game ever as a pro. So uh, there are a lot of people who may want to see Allen and Watt as the two defensive ends this week. If that's the case, give it a try. You have to try something different. I'd love to see uh, that. Yeah. You have to get creative. And then you can send Simmons and some other guys off the edge alongside them. To me, it's all about Watt. I mean, Watt right now is is the life the lifeblood of this front seven who would, you know, who's kind of absent the first couple games of the season. He's, he's really come a long way. Uh, and I think he's hitting a stride now. So I would not want to block 99. So as much as I feel like, you know, I Chandler probably can be replaced as a run defender. They have seemingly figured it out to force teams to get to passing downs. And that's where he does his damage. So you'd still rather have Chandler Jones. Speaking of coming a long way, Zach Allen really has come a long way as well, not yeah. only through the first few weeks of the season, but in the offseason, he worked his tail off to get better. And we're seeing a wildly different uh, Zach Allen. And and I think, and I've talked about this before, I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that J.J. Watt has taken him under his wing. But I wouldn't mind seeing the combo like you mentioned with uh, Zach yeah. Allen and, and J.J. Watt. Some guys are just late bloomers in the NFL. And he came into the league. He was really young coming out of uh, Boston, Boston College and couldn't stay healthy. So, yeah, knock on wood, this is his breakout season. All right, last question. Coach V asking, does Rondale Moore have a shot to be Offensive Rookie of the Year? Who are the top competitors for this honor? Well, Coach V, uh, he's definitely in the conversation. They do an APL rookie team, and I think he will be included if they do three, two to three wideouts, which, which they should. But there's a certain Cincinnati Bengal receiver in Jamar Chase right now who is going to be maybe a, a pro bowler. Uh, he's putting up consistently like 120 yards a game with Cincinnati and had a terrible preseason. We talked about all the drops that he had and he looked kind of like a bust early on. Thankfully I didn't run with that narrative. Uh, and yeah, to me, he, he, he's the standout, which is fun because like, it's always a quarterback, right? The quarterbacks stink this year. All the rookie quarterbacks look terrible. I don't know. I I'm saw, I saw some like mock, um, I forget what site it was, but they had Mac Jones as a front runner. I was like, no. Uh, Mac Jones completing four yards a pass for an average New England team. No chance. Jamar is the front runner. Um, you know, Rashawn Slater is really good, the tackle for the Chargers. But I Rondell's in the discussion. Listen, Rondell Moore, who was like bottom mid to bottom at the end of the second round, if you're if he's even in the discussion, that's a hell of a draft pick. Mm-hmm. If Marco Wilson's even in the discussion for the all rookie team, that's a hell of a draft pick. For me, I don't the accolades, that's whatever. You just want them to play. And if they're playing on a good team, that means they're a good pick because that sets them up for success two, three years down the line. What's always been frustrating about the Cardinal rookies is Cardinals weren't winning and then their rookies weren't playing. And so it was like, well, what the hell? We, let's play the young guys and try to get better. It's great to see Xavier Collins making an impact in a big division win. It's great that we're talking about Marco Wilson being a key cog and they can't afford not to have him. He was a fourth-round pick. Nobody watches the drafts outside of us on day three, and he's come a long way. And there are teams that just can't cover Rondell Moore. So, I mean, it's one of Steve Kimes' greatest draft classes to date to go along with 2015. I, I don't think that's hyperbole to say at this point. So, I would agree. I think uh, Jamar Chase would be the front runner at this point just because he has a bigger role in in the offense than Rondell Moore does. I mean, he's a, Rondell Moore is a, is a little overshadowed now. I think he's got a perfect um, role right now for a rookie yeah. with his team, but you've got Hopkins and A.J. Green, mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, also you know a, a wide receiver, so he just doesn't have the same role. He's not going to put up the same numbers um, most likely. And so um, I would say Jamar Chase, he's garnered a lot of attention, a lot more national attention than Rondale Moore has. But that shouldn't take away from anything that Rondale has, has added to this team or what his capabilities are. Just two this time situations. next year. Yeah, this time next year, if not late this season, Rondale will be the number two receiver on this team. Um, Christian Kirk's uh, on a contract year and A.J. Green is on a one year contract. Uh, Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins will be the number two and one receiver uh, this time next year. So, um, but yeah, he, I mean, way better than I thought coming out of Purdue did not anticipate him having this kind of impact just for a point of reference, Jamar Chase, and you had a phenomenal point, Cherson. He's the guy in Cincinnati. He's on pace for just under 1500 yards receiving and 16 touchdowns through uh, five games. So pretty good for a rookie. Wow. 
<laughs> That's impressive. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, um, I'm heading out to Cleveland in the morning, so I have to go All pack right. my suitcase and, um, pull out my winter gloves and my winter jacket and my winter hat. It's going to be rainy and cold, cold for me, cold for us people that live here in Arizona and who have adapted to the heat. So I think it's going to be like yeah. in the fifties, sixties during the day, like fifties at night, sixties during the day, which is like, I might've gotten that wrong, but it's somewhere around there. I don't want to be over dramatic. Well, it's, it's been like that in Arizona the last couple of days. It, this morning, you know, I went, we took our kids to school, took my son to school. It was like, it's like low 50s this morning. And I was like, what the hell is that? It took a steep drop. It went from like 90s to like semi-cold. We didn't have any of that 70 degree temperature that we normally yeah, have. Yeah, see, I can't, I just can't do that. All right, turns out I'm being a little overdramatic. It's a high of 81 and a low of 68 tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds like um, ideal weather. But it gets worse. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, heavy chances of rain with lows of, 59, 52, and 53 on Sunday. To me, like the, the high on Sunday for kickoff is um, is 61 degrees. So to me, mm. that's like I need a winter jacket and some gloves because that's how I operate now. So I'm not when we have you out. on, yes, well, I don't at all that shit. So that that's a problem for me if if <laughs> if and when we travel. Um, when we have you on the PHNX tailgate show and you're outside the stadium, I expect you to be in full bundled up gear and the knitted hat and the scarf and have people walking by and they're like in a polo or a jersey shorts and, and a t-shirt probably yeah, yeah completely over dramatic I, I i need that content okay i i can assure you that i will be bundled up because i hate being cold and that's why i live in arizona <laughs> fair enough all right. Well, I will be in Cleveland, and so I'll be doing the show from Cleveland Friday. I'll be doing a social media takeover. Um, and, of course, Johnny, Frank, you guys are going to join me on Friday. We're going to have our normal coverage, and then we'll have game day coverage uh, pregame and postgame like normal. So if you have not subscribed, to make sure that you don't miss it yet to our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcasts, or following us on social media yet, PHNX underscore sports, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to follow us as well, and I'll see you Friday, Johnny. PHNX Cardinals podcast on the road for the first time. Get after it, Cheerson. Have a good time. Thanks. See ya.